Okay, so welcome to the audio log of the last leg of, of my 2021 summer transformation. And I will say this has been a pretty successful one, so I think this will be a good one, and it'll be one to go back and look on in the future. Uh, up front, I do want to apologize because some of the recordings are a little bit choppy. I had to kind of piece it together, and sometimes it's a little difficult to find a nice, uh, quiet place to record them. Uh, so because of that, sometimes the background noise will change and that and it, it sounds a little bit choppy and not quite perfect. Not as perfect as I'd like, but a lot of it I really liked upon review, just hearing my mental process. If I were to clean it up and make it more linear, it would be more less sort of back and forth. But uh, it's kind of neat to hear some of my ideas as I think about them and then go back and change them and so on. So it's neat to hear where my mind was in this process as well as the process itself. So hope you enjoy. Okay, I am now entering into the final phase of my uh, summer transformation. And uh, this is where it usually gets extremely difficult, uh, both physically, mentally, all these kinds of things. As a matter of fact, the last few days I've been noticing something in myself which is quite interesting. Uncomfortable, but interesting, which is that the better shape I've been getting into the worse I've been feeling about myself. I'll say I'm not exactly sure what to chalk that up to, how to come to terms with that, but I've noticed that normally I'm pretty good about the, the idea of not comparing myself to other people. It's just me against me and improvement means improving myself. But the external kind of competition and those types of feelings and feelings like I'm pitted against everybody else have been creeping in. And it's very bizarre for me to experience. And, and I've been trying hard to get rid of these feelings and instincts and all that stuff. But it's been more difficult than I anticipated. Uh, today was strength upper day and I felt weak today not not weak I wasn't my worst but I certainly didn't seem to improve upon my numbers from last week so I don't know I just didn't feel I had the strength and my motivation was definitely down um, I, I did my workout I got through it I did okay but it wasn't wasn't me at my best I don't think and it's hard to know exactly what the cause of that is that being said the silver lining here is that my weight has been going the right direction I do feel for the most part like I'm looking better although a funny thing happens when you start getting lean is that the stubborn fat, quote unquote, starts looking almost even worse. It's weird. 
So once you get below a certain level, then it, it's almost as if your love handles start looking more pronounced because the rest of you is leaner. It's a very crappy position to be in and, and all you can do is push through it and try to get past that so that the, then the fat starts coming off there as well. But it's that in-between that's, uh, you know, sort of lean and uh, it's, it's just a, a tough uh, phase of a fat loss program. Uh, I suppose I should also finish up this thought in the last leg of the journey I was talking about. I was reading this book, The Way of the Peaceful Warrior. I finished the book. Uh, didn't really like it too much, actually. Not that it was bad, per se, just that it wasn't that interesting. I uh, didn't find anything wrong with it, per se, but I also didn't find anything overly enlightening, and the story was just kind of bland. There were one or two things where I, I, I thought, yeah, that makes sense, what you're saying. Like, for example, I was when he won the championship thing and then was wondering, okay, what do I do next? That is something that probably most athletes feel. And certainly in, in the world of bodybuilding, once you've finished one goal, it's like, it's a little bit of a feeling of emptiness and, you know, having to refocus and try to find out what what's next and all that stuff. That's a truism. And I guess it related it that way, you know, it, it wasn't a bad book, but it wasn't, it didn't teach me anything. It didn't express anything that I, sometimes it's, it's good when you hear something presented in a new way. So it's not that you necessarily learn something new, but it's that you learn, you almost relearn something or you learn it in, it, it, it's, it's something that maybe you knew, but you didn't necessarily know you knew sometimes. Those, those kinds of things. But I didn't really find that any, any, anything that profound with this book, so I'll just leave it at that. I actually wound up returning it, and which luckily Audible has the option that if you don't like a book, return it. Get something else instead. So that's what I did. Uh, so I, uh, again, not bad, but I, I can't really recommend it. Okay, so it is Tuesday, uh, July, I want to say 20th, and uh, today was my leg strength day. Went uh, pretty well. Started reading, I started reading a new book today called uh, The Renaissance Diet 2.0, I believe. Um, it's by, uh, I'm going to mess up his name, but I want to say Mike Israeli or something like that. Um, seems a very knowledgeable guy, and uh, and when I heard him talking about about this diet protocol, it, it interested me in picking up the book and reading it. So of course the the first thing that springs to my mind anyway when starting a book like this is what do you want to get out of it? What do I want to get out of it? And because of course most of the dietary principles remain the same and they're, they're pretty basic. The calories in, calories out, consuming enough protein. Uh, so, why was I interested in this? Well, I, I think I was kind of clear that where I am mentally, I'm trying to figure out where to go next. And the thing is, I'm not at the level of leanness I'd like to be at, even as my 
cut comes to a close. But I'm also not at the level of muscularity I'd like to be at. So the age-old question is, well, can you do both at once? Can you build muscle while burning fat? And the default answer has always been, no, you need extra calories to build muscle and you need fewer calories to burn fat. And then some nuanced answers suggested that while in theory you could use stored fat as the required energy to build muscle, but of course even that only works to a certain point because once you get to a certain level of leanness or, or even a certain caloric deficit, your body's not going to want to create meta metabolically active tissue it's going to have to support while you're in a deficit as is. So it kind of stands to reason that just for that reason alone, you'd need to at least be at a maintenance level of calories where your body doesn't think it needs to dip into its stored fuel. So I suppose I was looking for clarity on this and, and maybe ideas and ways to maximize what I want to do. And because what I think I'm going to be doing is cyclic bulking. Next, I'm going to attempt to put on a little bit of muscle and then strip away the excess fat in, in small time blocks. So not, nothing exceeding. For the building, I might go as long as six weeks. For the cutting, I don't want to go any longer than four weeks. That kind of thing. I say that now. It's nice in theory. In practice, in the past, I've had difficulties with that because going back and forth between building and cutting in short periods of time, um, your results are going to be not as much as they would be over a long period of time, but also just mentally it's, it's difficult to keep focus when you're switching back and forth. Um, I, I know there's some programs I've tried where they're basically you switch it up almost every day. You try to do like two days of bulking and then a couple days of cutting. That I, I just find unsustainable. I can't keep focused. At least in, you know, blocks of a few weeks, then you can see some progress. But it's, it's, it's still a challenge mentally to keep focused and keep on point with what you're trying to do. So I guess the uh, bottom line is I haven't figured much of anything out yet as far as exactly what to do and and how to uh well i don't even know how i'm gonna do it what i'm gonna do much less how i'm gonna do it but hopefully over the next few weeks i figure that out so it's probably a little bit premature to be bringing this up but my plan at this point is to be doing a more traditional peak week and the reason is just to sort of attempt to maximize the progress that I've made over the last few months. In terms of what that will look like specifically, I'm not going to bother with the sodium type stuff you may have heard of. Mainly what I'm going to do is I'm going to do carb depletion and loading. Uh, maybe with a little bit of water manipulation in there as well. Uh, the upside to that being, of course, as I said, to try to make the muscle to fat ratio look a little bit better. It's the idea is to try to super compensate your 
muscle glycogen and just to, to look a little bit bigger. Uh, the downside side being is it's that week isn't going to be a huge fat loss week. So the, it, it, in essence, it gives you about a week less of dieting you can do in the interest of trying to look a little bit more muscular. Now thinking about this, how much fat would you actually lose in, in one week? And it's specifically at that point when you're already going to be fairly lean, hopefully. Well, probably not a ton. I mean, we're talking about at the most probably about half a pound. So is it better to lose that extra half pound of fat or to look a little bit more muscular? I mean, it might be a toss up. For me, I'm thinking to look a little bit more muscular. I'd probably prefer that. Uh, the cost, of course, being a about a week of micromanaging what you're doing as far as diet, hydration, training, uh, these types of things to a, a whole new level that's not traditionally not too much, uh, not too enjoyable. But here's the thing, you've got to try to enjoy it. You've got to do it because you love it. So uh, that's what I'm going to attempt to do. Uh, obviously, none of this is set in stone. So I'm not going to go into great detail at this point to outline what I want to do. I have written it down. But what I'm going to do since I'm documenting this part of the process in this format, what I'll do is as I'm doing it, I will outline it to you and then uh, maybe summarize it a little bit towards the end. It's Wednesday, July 21st, so I changed things up a little bit today. Uh, originally, the, the program as written is supposed to, today would have been uh, hypertrophy chest and back. Uh, but I kind of changed it up a bit because I wasn't, I was feeling I was maybe shortchanging my back and my chest a little bit that way. So instead I changed it up a bit so that it was, uh, I'm doing basically some, something of a modified push pull leg split for my hypertrophy section of this. So basically today was uh, chest and biceps. It's a pretty good workout. Uh, now a couple hours later, I'm still, I'm really feeling it. My, my chest is wanting to cramp up on me, so I need to hydrate pretty good. Uh, last night was a little bit challenging. I was extremely depleted. It was weird. I didn't know if it was because of my diet or if it was, I don't know what was going on, but I was extremely depleted. Uh, I was, felt like I was I needed more sleep, uh, more food. Uh, I was just thoroughly exhausted and, and drained. I felt, I felt kind of like I feel sometimes when I get mentally fatigued. I was just right out of it. It was uh, pretty bad, but I wound up, uh, I took a little bit of melatonin before bed and uh, some 5-HTP, which I find helps. And, uh, and uh, also, and yeah, so I had a great sleep and uh, feeling a heck of a lot better today. Uh, so to follow up a little bit on what I was talking about yesterday with my uh, thinking on doing a peak week, uh, I was thinking a bit more about that today. I'm a little bit more clear-minded as well. And one of the factors is that I don't think I'm quite lean enough that it would make the kind of change that is 
super duper noticeable. Uh, I think you have to be really, really lean for, for that to work as well as it can. That being said, it might be, I was also thinking, well, sometimes it's a good practice just to do these things, just to go through the process. But that can be a bad thing too if it discourages you from <laughs> dieting down in the future because it isn't a lot of fun. And, you know, you do have to remind yourself you're, you're doing it because you love it. It's now Thursday, July 22nd, and continuing with the update to the training model I've been doing today was back and triceps day. So the workout went really well, uh, feeling it. And um, so my weight was, it, it was up slightly this morning, but uh, I last night, I, I don't know that indulge is the right word. We had pizza for supper and I can eat a lot of pizza. I think it's mainly the sodium in it. I could tell because I was kind of dehydrated when I woke up. So that tends to fluctuate my weight a little bit. It was up a little bit, about half a pound. Uh, but overall, I'm actually, so this is uh, what, let me think, I think week nine of 12. And I'm about two pounds away from where I want to be. Now, because I've basically decided that I'm going to be doing that peak week, you want to be at your weight in advance of that. So, um, so I'm, I'm really, I guess, well, a week closer to the end than, uh, so like, I guess two weeks away from wanting to hit my target weight. And like I said, I'm, I'm about two pounds away from that. So I actually not too bad. All things considered, not too too bad uh, how close I am. Of course, you've heard me say that, oh, I wish I was leaner and that, and that's always the case. It's always, but number-wise, I'm, I'm really happy with where I'm at, and uh, um, in, in terms of appearance, I'm fairly, I'm, I'm somewhat happy there. And uh, where I'm not quite happy, it's not so much that I think in the past, I've thought, oh, I should have done more. I could have worked harder and all that. I don't really feel that to be the case. I think it's more a matter of either I need more time or maybe I started out to fat per se. I wasn't fat when I started out, but, you know, maybe it's really just a matter of if I, if I were to diet for this long again, then I'd probably be closer to where I feel is quote-unquote ideal but of course getting to that ideal state is always I don't know it's 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 reaching for the impossible horizon I guess it's Friday July 23rd now the end of week nine uh, it's been a fairly successful week had some ups and downs my weigh-in uh, 157 even so pretty much exactly two pounds away from where I want to be at the end of this, I guess at the end of week 11. So if I lose half a pound a week, then I'll be bang on. So just to follow up with what I was talking about before, I was continuing to get through that uh, Renaissance diet book, uh, as well as a few other things. And one of the interesting things he suggested in it was from his experience that uh, doing muscle gaining phases of less than six to eight weeks tends to be somewhat ineffective. And I think there's something to that. I've definitely noticed in the, the shorter, the shorter I've run quote unquote bulking phases, uh, the muscle just doesn't have time to establish itself. So 
that makes sense to run it for run a gaining phase for around eight weeks uh, at, at sort of the low end and um but another thing i was uh seeing something from john meadows and he made an interesting point which also i noticed which is that when you were wanting to gain muscle the, the question is always okay do i do i gain uh, do i bulk or do i cut where am i i'm kind of somewhere in the middle i'm not as big big as i want to be i'm also not as lean as i want to be well the answer is usually going to be cut um, because he's found that unless you're, for, for men at least, between like 8 to 12% body fat down, down around there, actually you, you won't gain muscle optimally. This has been his experience is that you need to be a certain leanness to, to gain as much muscle as possible. So it makes sense to just keep working down till you get there. And, and then the other side of the, I mean, it, it's, it's very smart in a way because for, for one thing, uh, we know that you can you can use your stored energy to build muscle up to a certain point so why not use that you know cut down try to at least maintain your muscle um, depending on how much muscularity you have work on that and then when you're down to the leanness that goodness that goodness that good amount of leanness um, then sort of do the slingshot thing then sort of uh, go into the gaining phase where you're going to gain more muscle weight optimally. So I think that's uh, basically w that's probably what I'm going to be doing following this cut. I'm pro I'll take you know like a week off. I'm on vacation after that anyway. It's my anniversary. Um, but then when I come back to it, I'll probably go right back into another cut. Uh, try try to cut basically as much weight as I've cut in this one and that should get me in the ballpark of where I want to be uh, so I also uh, finished out this week excuse me um, with my sort of tweaked cut so today was a tweak cut tweak um, variant of, of this split so today was legs and shoulders day and my goodness my legs are already feeling it in a good way wasn't not the sore knee uh, way, but uh, because what I did actually at the end, I did something that I know to be a killer on your legs, where you basically do uh, a lot of drop sets for leg extensions. Um, that's a killer. So I'm already feeling it. I've been pumping in the electrolytes and, and water and trying to keep hydrated, trying to stave off those cramps, but it's only a matter of time. I know it's coming. I know before the end of the day, I'm going to be limping around and, and my legs seizing up on me, but. Uh, uh, it's good because it's it's been a while since I've had a really great leg work day workout. So uh, yeah, uh, what else? And and my shoulders, of course, got a good good old workout there. I like pairing the two of those together because uh, shoulders is more fun for me to train. So I have one fun part and one not quite as fun part. And then you know this way I, I get more stimulus on my shoulders. Uh, I just I like this split a little bit better. It's kind of my go-to. It's Monday, July 26th, and today was the uh, first strength training day of this week, so strength, uh, upper body strength training. Well, I think this is going to be the last week of this program that I do this uh, hybrid training mass protocol. So it'll be uh, nine weeks that I will have run it, and this is why I'm changing it. Basically, what it comes down to is the fact that I felt that the workouts were running too long and I wasn't able to get adequate 
stimulus on all the parts I had to do for my upper body. Now, this is a little bit ironic, I know, because uh, if, if you heard the first leg of this, uh, this challenge, I was actually doing full body workouts every single day. And I didn't really find I had that problem with that. I was able to get all parts in and feel I worked it adequately. Now I was doing them every day, of course. I don't know, for this, I just felt I, I was maybe shortchanging, especially my shoulders, because the shoulders are almost an afterthought in this. And and even the arms, like I just, I, I wound up uh, training for, geez, um, it, it was about 75 minutes today. And it was just, it was just too, too long and I felt I didn't get in as much work as I would have. So what I'm thinking of doing is switching back to my standard uh, three-day split. So uh, the modified push-pull legs, um, alternating strength days and hypertrophy days. That way I get one of each in for uh, pretty much each week. Uh, probably gonna do that starting next week. So I'll finish out this week uh, on the uh, hybrid mass split and then probably switch it up is likely what I'm going to do. So to assess this kind of hybrid mass training protocol, uh, it's a little bit difficult because, you know, I'm dieting. So am I putting on lots of new muscle? Well, no, but I don't know. I might be maxed out at what I could build in a caloric deficit anyway. Um, it, it seems it's enjoyable. It's certainly enjoyable. It keeps it fun and, and interesting. To, um, it's a unique way to get your training in. And I do find there's a lot of benefit in incorporating both strength training and hypertrophy training. I've always found that my, my body just looks better when I do that. Um, so in that way, it certainly is effective. And, um, and my, my lifts have been steadily improving. So there's definitely um, improvement from that regard, from the strength aspect. Uh, but as I say, there's multiple ways to accomplish this. And, uh, the, the way I just laid out with my three day split might be for me, maybe a little bit better, especially considering I do have time limitations in the gym because I, uh, exercise, I've been exercising at work where I've got a one hour limit every day. So the other big world events going on right now, uh, my wife, who is a nail technician, uh, wanted some practice doing gel nails, and I was the guinea pig. So I had beautiful, long, uh, apparently not stiletto nails, but that kind of thing, big, long, pointy, uh, violent nails that I scratched myself on all weekend long. Uh, she started kind of taking them off to the point, at least for my weight training this morning, uh, it wasn't too, too bad. I could wrap my hands around the bar when I needed to. Um, but, but yeah, that, that was a fun little adventure. They're still beautifully bright painted. She just clipped the ends off them, but apparently they've got to be filed down massively in order to get this shiny, uh, uh, sparkly red off my fingers. Uh, so the Olympics have started, or so I'm told, I don't know, I haven't really been following it this year, I genuinely don't care. This year, uh, the IOC or whoever did a wonderfully remarkable job of delegitimizing themselves and making basically every women's event a joke. So yeah, that that's also going on in the world, uh, supposedly. It's 
Tuesday, July 27th. Woke up this morning and got a text and had a text from my ex-wife uh, saying that her father had passed away. So uh, my wife, my current wife's ex-father-in-law passed away earlier in this year. I believe when it, I, it was when I was doing in the midst of doing my um, uh, my New Year's transformation. And now, during this one, my ex-father-in-law passed away. And it's just a, a strange thing to try to cope with, um, especially through my kids. Now, my kids didn't really have much of a relationship with him. Um, he was, how to put this, a very private person. He didn't seem like he cared too much about cultivating relationships certain maybe maybe with some people he did but with me he never did and with my kids he never did I uh, never put any effort into trying to have a relationship with them so you know on, on one hand it's like it's sad that when when somebody passes on the other hand it's it's like well doesn't really affect my life too much either it's not going to change things didn't really have a relationship with him before nor did my kids and we won't have the opportunity to in the future I suppose uh, one of the things I've been noticing earlier this year so around the start of February I did a few episodes where I was in the midst of a cut and I was really struggling mentally with uh, a number of things going on it, it I think I think making it more difficult was the fact that I was cutting and dieting down quite intensely and trying to keep motivated and in the process of trying to keep motivated I was reading all kinds of material and and that wound up having the <laughs> unfortunate effect of confusing me and making me wonder oh, what, what am I really doing this right should I do something else should I this or that and and that whole confusion and funny one of the things that stuck out to me I've I've been doing this sort same sort of thing recently where I've been trying to keep mentally focused and one of the ways I've been doing it is actually going back and listening to some of my my own old podcasts and seeing where I was at at certain times and it's been kind of helpful and doing it in a way that I'm limiting sort of what material I'm reading just to make sure I don't get into that state where I'm questioning and I know it's <laughs> it's like deliberately trying to you know put on blinders in a way which isn't good necessarily but you know you've got to be smart about it too you've got to know what you can handle you, you've got to yes it's good to learn new things and I have been learning new things and I've been listening to various sources and getting all kinds of cool ideas as far as where to take my training and and that going forward and after this cut and I'm and as you know if you've been listening to this whole thing up to this point you know that that's changed I've had different ideas and the interesting thing to me as I listen back on things is that my knowledge even in the last few months has grown and developed and my understanding of various things have developed I mean here in my 40s uh, still learning you know still redefining things and even when I was listening back to uh, where I was talking about training volume, right? And the way I was viewing it was not quite 
not quite the same as how I view training volume now and um, how I was looking at ideas for bulking, how I was thinking I'll do it in small cycles. And then I was like, I, I read more about it and studied more and found, well, you know, if you do that, it, it you might, you might not establish your gains well enough, probably better to do it, do it in slightly longer bursts. And as far as, and, and to start out from a point of being lean. So don't rush into doing a bulk, which is, which changed my philosophy and made me think, well, okay, I did, I did one cut at the start of this year from basically, I think it was January 8th I started. And for, was it 12 weeks? It, I think it was a 12 week cut. Um, so which would have put it to mid-March or something like that. Is that right? January, February, March, maybe, maybe early April. Yeah, that's what I think it was. I think it was from early January to early April, something like that. And then I took a couple of months where I was somewhat maintaining, trying to be, have my calories right around maintenance, just trying to build up strength was my focus that time, not cutting. And then following that, I went right back into this other cut, this summer cut, which I started um, at the end of May, and now it's it's going to be over at uh, basically mid-August. So then what do I do next? Well, so that'll be my second cut of this year, essentially, almost right in a row with a little bit of a break in between. What am I going to do next? Well, you know, two cuts, that's a lot in one year. And yet I'm thinking now I've got to keep cutting. I've got to cut again after this cut because I'm still not there and and it's it kind of sucks in a way and it it's like the impatient part of me wants to just get into a, a gaining phase and build some more mass and some more size and muscle and because I, I like feeling muscular in that but on the other hand it's like well shouldn't it be optimal like why jump into something and be impatient when you're just gonna essentially spin your wheels because you know if you're not if you're not building muscle when you're in an optimal state, you're just going to add on more fat and then just have to cut it down and you'll lose all the so-called gains anyway. So anyway, it's it's just interesting to see the, the back and forth between all these different things I've been doing over the last, uh, or, well, even over the last, like I say, way back to February when I I see all the different things I've, I've learned and, and I'll be the first to admit that there was a lot of stuff in there that while it was interesting to hear, I, I sit back and I almost cringe. I'm like, oh, I wasn't quite right about that. And I'm sure there's things, you know, in, in another six months from now when I'm listening to this and I, I go, geez, what was I thinking? What was I talking about? Who knows? Maybe I'll say like, ah, you know, diving down even farther. That, that was a big mistake. That was stupid. Who knows, right? This this is what it's all about. It's all about learning and growing and, and developing. And, um, and uh, I've said this before. It's just you have to enjoy the process and I am enjoying the process. Actually, I don't think I've enjoyed a process of dieting as much as I've enjoyed it this year. I I remember thinking back on the first cut I did of this year and in that process, uh, I know there was times when it was difficult. There was times when it was difficult, but I didn't do anything too extreme. I didn't cut out my carbs ridiculously. I tried to make it relatively enjoyable. And the same thing, I think even more so with this current cut I'm doing, 
I think because my intention the whole time was to make something sustainable, make something enjoyable, make something that I could do and not hate every minute of every day. And I think I'm, I'm doing that. So not only am I, is, is my body looking better and, and my, my, my muscles looking more, you know, toned and my flab melting away, but I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the process. And, and that's, that's a huge victory to me, to, to me, regardless of, well, I mean, obviously I say regardless of how it turns out in the end, how I look in my after pictures and that I probably wouldn't feel the same if I looked like crap in my after pictures, but I know that I'm going to look a lot better. Um, again, it's, it's not, it's not perhaps an award winning type transformation I'm in the process of creating right now because I'm deliberately not doing it to to be extreme I'm not I've mentioned before I'm not going to be tanning there's a few things I'll do for my after pictures because you want your after pictures to look good like I'll, I'll I'll try to pose properly I'm I'm toying with the idea as you heard of doing the peak week to help uh, with the glycogen supercomposition and uh, compen composite no compen uh glycogen supercompensation I think is what it's called anyway uh, again this is a term that's fairly new to me as well talking of learning new things um, but that's the, the the idea is to make your muscles look extra big and you want to do it in a way that won't make your belly look big so um, I saw one youtuber suggest taking um, was it Tums or Gasex or something like that to try to fart out any extra gas that might be in your intestines before well, before a show in his case or photos in my case um, so these are yeah these are all the, the the things I've been learning and and doing through and it's been it's been extremely enjoyable through this whole process um, let's see today was leg strength day uh, did a heaviest I, again I, I, imp I increased the amount of load I did um, by, I think I did 10 pounds heavier than what I did last week for my heaviest set on squats. Uh, the, the training session ran a little bit longer than I would like. Uh, that's, that's kind of been the story of this hybrid mass. Uh, certainly for the two strength days at the start of it, I found they, just because they're, you're trying to get all the body parts into two days, I don't know, I've, I've just been finding it's, they've been running long which is so weird that when I was when I was training my full body I didn't find the same thing I guess but um yeah very strange thing um I'm, I'm still back and forth to be honest about where uh, what training program I want to do next my thinking is that I'll go back to what I call my baseline protocol it's my my modified push-pull legs day uh, modified in that I know I've said this hundred times, but it, the modifications I made is basically that in, it's not fully push pull uh, legs. It's uh, it's basically chest and biceps on day one. On day two, it's back and triceps, and on day three, it's delts and legs. Uh, that's my split. That's my go-to split. So I might be doing that alternately. I might be doing the uh, full body thing. I'm I'm back and forth on this. I think either could be equally effective. So, like, especially when, when you're when you're continuing to diet down, 
the main reason you're training, let's be honest, is to maintain muscle. You're not going to be building a ton of muscle, so the fact that both of them incorporate some strength training and some hypertrophy training, I think the differences between them would be fairly minimal, to be honest. Uh, so it, it's going to come down to which I feel like doing, probably. I might split it up. I might do a few weeks of one, a few weeks of another. I don't know. I don't know. It's now Wednesday, July 28th. Today, well, it's been a pretty good day so far, actually. I weighed myself this morning and 155 even. So that's my target weight. And I'm there about a week and a half ahead of schedule. Now, I'm not sure exactly what has caused this. Caused. It sounds bad when I say it that way. But I don't know exactly what the determining factors are. If this is a, a dip that doesn't quite accurately represent my true weight. But if it is, it's not much of a weight. Because yesterday I was, I was around 156 or so. So I'm sure I haven't drop down a full pound but I know I'm going in that direction so I know it's not too too far off um, so this is good this is good I'm uh, close to the target weight now the funny thing is now that I'm approaching that target weight it's like uh, maybe I should have aimed for lower because obviously as I've been saying I'm not quite to the level of leanness I want to be so well maybe I should have gone for 153 or something that would have been an even 15 pounds down from where I started uh, at the beginning so I, I don't know it's it's hard to exactly say but nonetheless I'm I'm pretty happy about where it is at the moment and who knows maybe I'll be down around that you know it's because because I'm planning to continue cutting shortly after this it's perfectly uh, within reason to think that I can mentally focus on getting even leaner still, uh, even leaner than my target weight by the end of this. And by the look of it, I probably will. So uh, that, that quite happy about that. Today was chest day, chest and biceps. Uh, it's always obviously one of the enjoyable ones to do. Um, what else? I guess I got my nails dealt with. My, last night we spent, well, I think it was over an hour filing down my nails to get them to be more normal size which is nice because uh, training with massive nails was not a heck of a lot of fun yesterday even though it was leg day so you know the squats and that you don't have to wrap your arm around your, your hand around the bar or anything like that but when I was doing cardio in the afternoon that's when I really <laughs> got annoyed by them because I was doing, when I, I was on the elliptical and I was doing these band pulls to, to just work on my rear delts a little bit. And yeah, and when you're digging in with that, these nails were digging into my palms. So that wasn't a heck of a lot of fun. I just put up a review on my blog, which is, uh, which is seanthebuffer.wordpress.com. It's a review on Greg Doucette's training book, which... Um, a friend of mine got and let me read it. So, hmm, this is a book that has a price tag of $200 American for a training book. Uh, there's 
there's very little on it diet wise so basically this would get you halfway there as far as setting up a training program um, I, I have no real qualms with it I mean most of what Greg says makes perfect sense and and I agree with most of his sentiments and generally I think what he does best is try to make complex things accessible uh, Ben Pakulski does this too uh, the difference I see Ben Pakulski's programs are about half the price for and you get not just training but you also get diet protocols much more in depth than what you get in Greg's book and sometimes you get video uh, um, like exercise um, and, and technique tips and, and um, I suppose tutorial might be the right word so and, and then you could even go farther and say well Tom Benuto his book burn the fat feed the muscle has a diet program and a training for a program and a damn effective one at that and you can get the book on Amazon for I don't know 30 bucks or something so what does that work out to around maybe a seventh of the cost so that's my only niggle is I, I know like I I kind of like Greg, Greg's grown on me a little bit I, I enjoy some of his videos and that and I know he's got this persona and he becomes very defensive when people challenge him on the costs of his books and and you know and he'll come back and say well people will pay me fifteen hundred dollars for one single one-on-one -on -one session which is like yeah maybe maybe five people in the world will do that uh, maybe they can afford it and will find value in that but not a lot of people and and for a guy who you know likes speaking to the masses and likes making things accessible uh, the, the costs just simply aren't accessible and you can't really argue that you can't debate that it's it's true I mean I'm not he does become defensive about it which fine justify it but on the other hand you can't really argue that you're making it difficult for people to acquire you know it's if you were to in you know make it even just half the cost I'm sure you would more than double the number of people who pony up the money to buy it so you'd be able to reach more people so I don't know that's that's just me that's my thinking I mean Greg is Greg and and I know he goes by the whole supply and demand and he feels if he can demand something and if he sells it good for him um, and and I'm happy for him I like I say I enjoy most of his content so if he's successful that's good I mean actually uh, funny enough one of the things he says in his ebook is that what is he one of his goals is he wants to be rich which is kind of cheeky but it's like who doesn't want to be rich that's at least he's upfront and honest about it that's one thing I will say about Greg he doesn't hold back he doesn't lie he doesn't he speaks his mind and he he's honest about that and, and you've got to respect that fact of the matter is I, I think all of us want to be rich and that's kind of the problem because if if I can get something if I can pay 20 or 30 dollars for something that'll give me equal value to what his book will give me at 200 dollars as somebody who wants to use my money wisely why wouldn't I do that of course I would uh, another thing of relevance probably worth mentioning my sleep has been crap 
the last few days. My wife and I got a brand new bed and this was supposed to be comfortable and everything and it's maybe it's just because it's different and I'm not used to it and uh, I, don't, I don't know I don't know luckily this bed comes with a what is it a hundred day sleep guarantee so if you don't like it after the first whatever it is hundred sleeps you can return or exchange it or something that may very well happen one of the nice perks was today I went to the beach for the first time in probably close to two years now. I didn't have any beach time last summer and this was the first time this summer. So uh, it was quite nice and it was additionally nice because uh, with the weight I've been losing and everything, I was able to go and not feel terribly self-conscious. In fact, I'd say I was probably in better shape than most if not all people there so and and that's not a judgment on anyone it was just nice that I didn't have to feel self-conscious about myself it was one funny incident where there was this I, I was lying down at one point and I got this whiff of smoke and uh, I was like wow what is that and my my wife pointed out to me who it was and kind of so I, I shouted over at him I was like hey your smoke's blowing in my face, can you not? Something like that. And uh, he was upset at me. <laughs> he was a French guy. And he said uh, he said something to me in French. And af afterwards, a few minutes later, he came by and said something. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, there's a way to say things to people. It's like, oh, yeah? So me saying that to you is rude, is it? That makes me the rude one, doesn't it? <laughs> It's just funny. People can't see. It's Thursday, July 29th. Uh, last night I was in bed quite early. I, I got a lot of sun at the beach. I'm red as a lobster today in a lot of places. I'm still kind of feeling it and it's a little bit dehydrating and stuff like that. My weight was actually down uh, again. I was 154.8. So that's good, I suppose. Um, my one thing I mentioned, uh, I wanted to mention was that my face tends to lean out. This is one thing I've started to notice. My face starts to get really lean around the one below 156, I think. I think that that used to be when I was younger. My sort of set point was 156. Now that I'm older, it's closer to 160 well no it's even higher than that but anyway um so yeah my face is really starting to lean out i started to notice some pictures of myself and that i suppose i also ought to mention a little bit about my supplement regime because again if i'm going to be looking back on this oh what did i do to how was this cut as successful as it was I, i'm hoping this wasn't the case that one of the things that that was caused it to be successful was that I was sick a couple times and but that is true when I was when I got sick uh, twice in this thing and didn't have an appetite my I, I got below the the weight that I was kind of struggling with I was plateaued at so I don't know if fasting is a way to beat a plateau maybe it is but it's not. I mean, I was sick, so it wasn't it wasn't a super fun way to do it. 
Um, but yeah, so supplements. Uh, I have been ever since about the about halfway through again, around the time I started finding it, it was harder for me to get past that plateau. I started the uh, the old ECA stack, so three times uh, a day um, with that. So uh, it's, it can't have hurt. I don't know how much it's contributed. Um, but it certainly hasn't hurt and it's helped me because I do it in three doses throughout the day. So I do one first thing in the morning and then four hour intervals after that. So it gives me little boosts um, periodically throughout the day, which I think is quite helpful. Uh, I've also started listening to this audiobook called Bigger, Leaner, Stronger. Uh, I might do a review on that. For the most part, it's pretty good. Well, the content is pretty good. There's nothing I really strongly disagree with, but the narrator, uh, it's kind of another story. I mean, one of the things he does early on, which I think is a pretty smart idea, is he decides to get definitions clear. And I think I think that's good because I'm also somebody who, who puts a lot of value into what I say and how I say it, and I'm not as articulate as I would like to be, case point. But it's something I've been striving to improve upon for many years now, trying to get my words clear, to speak with people in better ways, in ways that'll help convey what I want to say, being non-confrontational, those kinds of things. Uh, so so clarifying terms, making sure that those are all understood and, and that you're on the same page, I think it can be extremely helpful. I think it's a smart way, and it's not a very common thing to see in these types of books either. So I think that was a good thing the thing with the the narrator it's just very hard to listen to that's my only real problem with this audiobook is that it's as if he didn't prepare very well it's like he's reading it but it's very bland very word for word and that's not common. When you're reading your own words, usually you kind of know the tonality you want to use for them to convey. And it just didn't come across. It came across as somebody kind of blandly reading something for the first time. So it's, I don't know, it's just hard to listen to. Friday, July 30th. So today is the end of week 10. Two more weeks to go. Uh, so one week and then I'm really into the peak week. So, yeah, it should be fun. Today's weight was, it was actually up a bit, but it was up to 157. So more than two pounds above where it was yesterday. So I'm not exactly sure what caused that. Um, I mean, my, my diet was pretty much on point. It was a little bit carbohydrate heavy yesterday. So maybe, maybe my muscles were flattened out. Maybe I hadn't been having enough carbs the last couple days. Who knows? I know that because I was sunburnt, maybe I was a little bit dehydrated, so maybe I'm now just rehydrating. I'm, I'm not sure fully what to, what to blame for my weight going up, but I'm not too too concerned to be honest. Still look good. Um, so this interesting debate kind of cropped up on a couple channels I follow on YouTube, and the question was, it was whether or not there's merit in RPE. So so uh, RPE stands for, uh, I believe it's rate of uh, 
uh, perceived exertion, and it's closely related with RIR, which is uh, reps in reserve. So the concept behind this is fairly simple. It's instead of counting reps, instead of saying, oh, I'm going to do 10 reps or a rep range, I'm going to do 6 to 12 reps, you say, I'm going to do an RPE of level blank. So it's a scale of 1 to 10. So an RPE of 10 would mean you are going all out. You couldn't complete another rep. Or they would say you have a rep in reserve of, I guess, zero because there's no further reps you could do. This is typically what I refer to as failure, is essentially you can't do any more reps with full reps with the proper range of motion, proper form, proper tempo. Um, and then, so, what they suggest is that you often, for hypertrophy, do an, an RPE of, say, 8. So, until you think you've got about two more reps left in the tank. It's probably a little bit more complex than that. It's probably more like, because if you're not doing, say, 10 reps, then an RPE of 8 probably wouldn't be eight reps, right? Because I think it's based on a percentage. It's out of 10, so it must be a percentage. So it must be, if you're doing, say, 12 reps, then an RPE of eight might be, I don't know, nine or something. I, I think, I don't know fully. What it comes down to, and the, the people talking against this, uh, who, who debate this concept, say, well, what does that even feel like? And especially for new lifters, how do you know if you've got two reps left in the tank or not? I mean, it's a very arbitrary thing. And, and then the next question is, well, what about progression? And I think you could argue and say, well, if you keep the RPE the same, then in theory, if every time you're going for that same RPE, well, maybe you could hit that, but with a, that same RPE, but with, say, a heavier weight, and then you've progressed. From what I can tell, this is basically the same argument as people arguing against, should you count calories? The bottom line is you're trying to achieve the same thing. You're trying to achieve the optimal stimulus for whether it's strength, hypertrophy, whatever. You're trying to achieve it. You're just accomplishing it in, in a different way. So like, do you need to count calories? No, but you still need to be in a caloric deficit. So whether you accomplish that by intermittent fasting or whether you accomplish that by counting calories and making sure you're under that, it doesn't matter. The end goal is the same, which is to be have to to consume fewer calories than you exert, than you than you burn. So, I think it's just an argument in semantics at this point, uh, which is always extremely annoying to me. Speaking of annoying, I saw this one post, and it was I'm going to be honest straight up. I didn't follow this story. I don't know much about it. As I said earlier, I'm not terribly interested in, interested in the Olympics this year. There was a story about the Olympics, and CNN was... Somebody reposted it. It was from CNN, so that tells you right there. It's probably designed to inflame and, and upset people and turn people against each other, which is exactly what it was. So there was this gymnast. I can't remember her name, but some people are touting her as a hero because she had a poor performance at the Olympics. 
this sounds weird, but further to that, I guess, after follow again, I'm, I apologize if I'm getting some of the facts wrong here, because like I said, I wasn't following it. As I understand it, she had a poor performance at the Olympics and then said, well, afterwards, you know what? I've been struggling with a lot of things. Um, I've been including mental health issues. I've been struggling with them for a long time. And partially due to that, I had a poor performance. Okay, so I think Pierce Morgan chimed in on this. Now, Pierce Morgan is not the most elegant, eloquent person at times. He is a little bit brash, he speaks his mind, and he doesn't really care who it upsets. This is his thing. Um, and he made a post saying, so something along the lines of, so now we're going to use mental health as an excuse for poor performances. Why don't you just admit you did poorly and move on? He's not entirely wrong. It's not, but it's not also not very, you know, compassionate to, you know, so there is, it's, I don't know, I, I fall somewhere in the middle, like there's time and place for compassion, especially when, when we're dealing with issues of mental health, right? But on the other hand, I've seen there was her, there was Robin Leonard, there was a, it seems like this is the thing now where if you have subpar performances as an athlete, you just say, oh, well, it wasn't my fault. It was my mental health. And I think he's not wrong to suggest that people don't need more reasons to build up excuses these days. We don't need more reasons to be weak and to find reasons to allow ourselves to be weak. That doesn't mean we need to mock people. And I know the thing right now is to, to applaud people as heroes when they come out and say, I have mental health issues. And honestly, I'm not, I'm not sure how I feel about that. If you follow this podcast, you know that I've suffered depression about a year ago, I decided to get off of the, the depression medication, and that was hell. Um, it's not something that I like boasting about. The, my, my friends and family, very few people know that I actually suffer from depression because it's not something that I think you should wear as a badge of honor. I don't think it's something... No, should it be a stigma? No. Can it help in terms of, you know, if, if say you're having an off day and you're depressed and, and just, you know, it's not nice for people to say, oh, uh, you're, you're just being weak and that. No. It, a little bit of compassion in those times is extremely helpful. And the ability to, with, without any kind of stigma, be able to say, you know what, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I wasn't myself. I was going through da-da-da-da-da, and it, it's a difficult thing to deal with, and it is a difficult thing to deal with. Um, so, so there is definitely a place for that. It's like everything, right? That some people see, them, see it as an opportunity to take advantage of this. This is true, and it's unfortunate. And I wish we lived in a world where people didn't take advantage of things, and because the, the problem is it, it kind of makes it bad for everybody. 
we saw this with the whole Me Too movement. The Me Too movement started out as something that was long overdue. All the disgusting, um, morally depraved people in Hollywood who were getting away with um, taking advantage of people sexually. It was excellent that these people were finally being called out. Unfortunately, some people saw this as an opportunity. Oh, now that this is the thing that society is, you know, on about, I can use this to my advantage to take down somebody I don't like. People did this. Which hurts the cause, which it hurts the very cause. I, it, I saw it with Islamophobia. When Islamophobia was, you know, the, the hot button topic of the day, we had a girl in Ontario, a young girl, who decided to cut her own hijab and then go in onto the local media and say that this was uh, a white man who said something nasty about Muslims and then took and then cut her hijab. She tried to rile up people to this was a pretty young girl. She was like 12 or something. So probably her parents put this idea in her head, it wanted to rile people up, take advantage of the situation to try to make the, the so-called Islamophobia seem even worse than what it was. People take advantage of things. That's the downside to this, unfortunately something we have to deal with and it's something we almost have to deal with on a case-by-case -case basis now like i said i've not been following this enough to know the intents of this young lady i'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt because that's what i like to do i think and i like to do that because i think the world needs more of that um the the again the downside to giving people the benefit of, of the doubt is it sets you up for feeling betrayed and taken advantage of. Yes, I understand that. Not knowing the situation, I'm going to guess that she was genuine and her mental health concerns genuinely impacted her ability to perform. Would I have respected it more if she kind of kept that to herself and her coach and her family members and that and just you know in public just kind of said yeah I, I I wasn't where I needed to be I don't know maybe it's it's hard to say right because if nobody knew then there'd be you know I, I, I don't know I mean when I'm, I, I'm a hockey fan so at the end of the season when you know a team gets knocked out or whatever of, of the playoffs say and then one of their star players comes out and says yeah I had an injury so I wasn't I don't know is that them trying to let themselves off the hook or, or I don't know it's hard to say right case by case and in this case as I say I'm, I'm not close enough to it to, to, to fully know what I do know is this I think too many people are getting caught up in it what happened, happened, and what I don't like is the division this is creating. I've said this before, this is a, a, a recurring theme for me, is that the media is trying so hard to find even things like this, even mental health things, to try to divide everybody and make everybody angry at each other. Just knock it off. There's enough of that. There's enough things to be concerned about and worried about without these fucking guys trying to make it worse.
Monday, August 2nd. Ooh. So, interesting thing uh, to talk about today, because I saw an article. Tom Venuto actually posted this on Facebook, or a link to it, and it's a, the, the topic was main gaining. And this is a relatively new term. Well, it was a new term to me and, and to him as well. Somebody, I guess, asked him, should you main gain? Um, and now he was familiar with terms like gain, tain, and whatever. So he, it, it's a somewhat different take on how to build muscle without getting fat. So he, he wrote an article about this, and, uh, and this was sort of his take on it. So in this article, he lays out the three primary ways that people generally go about trying to gain muscle. So the first one is the traditional Balkan cut, where what you do is you eat in a large caloric surplus with the understanding that you're going to put on some body fat as well, and that's generally going to be much more body fat than actual muscle tissue. Second way would be a lean bulk, where what you do is you attempt to keep your calories fairly clean, in quotes, and uh, not not too high, so striving towards one to three hundred calories above maintenance. The third way is what Tom traditionally heard as gain-taining, or uh, the question asked about, uh, used the term main-gaining, which... If I'm not mistaken, I think Greg Doucette might have actually been the one to coin that term. And the idea here is that you try to eat at, basically at maintenance. And um, some people suggest, well, you you can go, you know, as high as like 30, 50 calories over maintenance. And the uh, the goal here is to just give yourself enough fuel to not be in a deficit so that your body will build muscle, but you're trying to keep essentially the same body fat amount. Uh, now, I've watched a whole lot of videos on this recently, a lot of, uh, read a lot of material, and tried to see all sides of the argument. The one thing that everybody seems to agree upon, including Tom in his article, is that you can only measure calories up to a certain level of accuracy. The problem with it is, is you're not going to perfectly measure how much you burn, for one thing. All it takes is walking a few extra steps or so on, and, and you're going to, those numbers are going to be off. Same with your food. If it's, if a cut of meat is slightly fatter than another or whatever, so it's, or, or the measurement is off by a little. So you can get close, but it's never going to get quite accurate. So one of the challenges with the concept of main gaining is that trying to get it that precise is almost an act in futility. But if you go to, if you see Greg's videos on, on the subject, basically what he says is to adjust it according to your results try to get as close as you can. So this doesn't seem quite like a huge problem. Like for me right now, I know that if I'm eating around 1900 calories, that seems, I seem to lose fat. So I could jump that up for bulk or I could just graduate it up. So I could try to eat around 2000. Um, also in gaining phases, 
presumably your cardio levels are going to drop too, so you've got to keep that kind of thing in mind too, but but just graduate it up rather than um, suddenly jump to increase it by like 500 calories. I know from my own personal experience of it, my TDEE says somewhere around 2,400 calories, but if I eat that, I'm gaining weight for sure. I know, I, I think it's just my composition. It's just how I'm made. So if for me, uh, probably a smarter choice would be to go for maybe 2200 or even 2100 somewhere in there just and and see what the results look like and I think this is kind of Tom's takeaway is that for every person it's going to change of course you can really do what you want but for the average person probably trying to maximize what their physique looks like if your primary goal is building muscle then you might want to err on the side of uh, caution and bump it a little bit higher go more for the clean uh, bulk type scenario where you know you're definitely getting the calories you need but if you're a more advanced lifter and your um, your leanness is the greater priority and building muscle is kind of a secondary long-term type thing you want to do then the idea of gain-taining or main-gaining uh, might be the more optimal way to go. It's of course this is this is the reason there's no set answer is because for every person it's going to be different. Now I think I said earlier that for the question of well should I bulk should I cut? For most people at most times if they're asking that question it's 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 up to you of course. But if if your good looking physique is what you want, generally speaking that's going to mean um, cutting, cutting and preserving muscle you can even if you're at a high enough body fat level you can actually gain some muscle too uh, this is why exactly why I've said you know I was asking myself this question I'm like well what should I do I'm close to the amount of leanness I'd like to be but should I like put on work on putting on some more muscle and then lean back down even further or do I continue to lean down and then try to do the kind of gain tame thing keep around that level and put on muscle well that for me I, I like how I look when I'm leaner and I'm enjoying how I feel at this weight so the idea of softening up just to gain a little bit more muscle isn't quite as appealing to me as leaning down some more and then trying to maintain that lower amount of body fat while putting on some muscle so on to other matters here. Uh, so as I was mentioning, I have finished with the Hybrid Mass 2-3 program. Uh, it's fun program. It was great. Um, for this week, I've started my started back in my, as I said, my modified push-pull leg split. So today was uh, chest biceps strength. Um, wasn't the best workout of my life. I've been, I've been feeling really depleted lately, uh, and I think it's just the accumulated cut happening. Maybe I haven't had a cheat day or even a cheat meal, for, really, in a few weeks now. I've been eating really clean, um, and I've been 
I've just been, the momentum has been on my side as far as losing weight. So I haven't been, so it might be just that I'm due and maybe, maybe I really should force myself to have a, uh, a break from the diet, especially as I'm closing in on the final. Although, of course, your brain's telling you, well, because I'm close to the finish line, maybe that's the worst possible time to do something like that. It's, it's always, it's hard to say, right? You got to be careful with these things. Um, so it was an okay workout. It wasn't, wasn't the best in my life. It was, it was okay. Um, this afternoon or actually later this morning, I'm going to be going to my parents' house. They just moved into the province and they're, they've got tons of reno projects in their house. They're trying to get the basement set up. So, uh, me and my wife and actually all, all four of the kids are going to be going to my parents' place to do manual labor all day. So that's <laughs> going to be fun. Uh, we did it on Friday as well. I had the day off work and today is a holiday. So uh, maybe that's just it. Maybe I'm just pushing myself into the ground a little bit more than I can recover from these days. Uh, my wife was even saying, well, maybe going to the gym this morning, not such a good idea, knowing full well that we're going to be spending you know, eight, nine, however many hours working. But, you know, I was, I had, I didn't work out Saturday, Sunday, so I was keen to get back to it and, and train my muscles. But I don't know, maybe she was right. Like I said, that the, I trained my muscles. It's, this is supposed to be my most enjoyable training day and it was just so-so, so maybe she was right. Anyway, uh, that is it for today. Tuesday, August 3rd, not much to say today. Actually, I was very close to not coming into the gym and to work just because last night I was feeling so sore and so depleted that I thought it would carry over into today. In fact, I almost didn't, but because I was in a lot of pain because we did sort of manual labor all day yesterday as well as a couple days prior at my parents' place, so I was, I was just... I was wrecked last night. I was in a lot of pain. I was achy every which way I moved hurt. Same with my wife. Uh, I was hungry. I was just, uh, it was, uh, we wound up having a little bit of, like I had a bit of a recovery meal. I actually mashed together some banana with some peanut butter and uh, threw in some uh, Cool Whip. Uh, so my weight was up a little bit today. Not a, not a lot, like half a pound maybe but again that was probably just refilling <laughs> my stores and all that stuff so uh, anyway I did my leg and was it legs today? yeah legs leg and delt workout today it was okay I was uh, my low back was still in a lot of pain so I it, it wasn't the greatest workout ever but I'm still glad I did it so towards the beginning of this I was talking about some of the feelings I was having about I don't know what exactly what you call it, uh, inadequacy, that kind of stuff. I kind of had a bit of a revelation this week, realized maybe where some of this stemmed from, which goes way, 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 way back into my youth. And I don't like using these things as a crutch per se, but it is interesting to see sometimes that these thought patterns have been ingrained from an early age and but the, the thing is the way they manifest 
can be totally different. So I realized that when I was a young kid, um, I was basically raised on Elvis Presley movies. And these movies were sort of, what they all consist of is a bunch of women flocking to Elvis and they just, they're, they're, um, what's the opposite of immune? Um, they're basically incapable of, of, uh, defending against his charm, I guess. And it's as if they have no control over it. They just have to flock to him. And so when I saw these movies as a kid, I was like, oh, I want to be, I want to be Elvis. And then the same kind of things cropped up. The reason why I thought of this, actually, I'll start there, is the reason I had this revelation, this reminder, was that my stepdaughter is huge into this BTS group. They're Korean boy band or something. And I was like, I was thinking, geez, like, you know, if, if I were... If I were a boy in her class, and it's like, and I see these girls kind of going crazy for these pop stars or whatever, it, how would it sit with me? And, and they're like obsessed. They're like obsessed with these guys. It's all they talk about. It's all they think about. And it's how would I feel, you know, as a boy in her class? And it, it reminded me, well, when I was a kid, that's exactly what happened, but it was New Kids on the Block at that point. And how did I react? Well, again, it was much like the Elvis thing. I wanted to be the New Kids on the Block. I didn't really have, actually, never in my life have I really had celebrity crushes. I, I've never really quite understood it. I, I think a lot of guys probably are similar, whereas girls, they do tend to. And so for, for me, growing up, it was a, a lot of these feelings of, oh, I, I want that adoration that I see them giving to these other guys. Um, these feelings... Now, like I said, as, as a kid, they sort of manifest in as, oh, I want to... The elements of that make adoration happen are being in a boy band. So I wanted to be in a boy band. And I made a boy band, and it was horrible. <laughs> um, and then uh, I remember being a in a relationship a few years ago where the the girl I was dating she was like she loved like the the guys in Magic Mike and we went to a Rocky Horror show and she was hooting and hollering and kind of lusting after the the Rocky actor and that and it's like how I felt then well it's kind of the same but kind of different it was like part of me feeling like oh I want that adoration I want to feel that but at the same time it was a little bit feeling this punch in the gut like like the girl I'm with you know likes somebody else she she adores and admires somebody else uh, more than she does me right so anyway it um it's just interesting it was interesting to see to to kind of realize that that these these feelings this notion of oh in order to get adoration I need to be like someone else or, or encompass those those aspects that that certain aspects whatever I happen to think it was that somebody else embodies uh, that is able to get them that adoration so anyway I just thought I'd uh, you know 
revisit that seeing as, as that came up to my mind. And actually, as I think about it, I can think back to when I was a kid and I admired Rambo and things like that. And it's, it was always a case of, I want to be that person. And I seem to remember somebody mentioning a study they did with little boys and little girls and how they react to their toys, the toys they're given. So if they're given an action figure toy, and I think the same kind of sentiment is echoed that the boys wanted to be the heroes. They wanted to change themselves to be these heroes where the girls wanted to be with the characters. That's just very interesting. Okay, so it's Wednesday, August 4th. I think I'm actually going to uh, end this episode here. Seems like a pretty good place. Uh, Actually, it's running really long. I noticed it's it's an hour, 25 minutes or something crazy like that. So I will finish this one off here and then continue. It's pretty good timing because the peak week is about to start. So that'll be a good episode all on its own. And in that one, I'm going to sum up everything I've done throughout the course of this challenge. Uh, So apologize. I got sidetracked at times there. Uh, But I think it was really kind of cool to see where my head was at during this whole process. Um, As I say, the next one I think will be the the one to go back on in time and and just get a kind of beat-by-beat layout of how the whole thing uh, went for me. And I think it went actually quite well. This has been a good challenge. Uh, Today I did my back and triceps. Unfortunately, my elbow started really hurting during my triceps work so i've got to got to find a way to address that um so who knows that might actually come up in the next one a little bit too uh so catch you next time